You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. What's up guys, welcome to episode 95 of PlayStation Unchained, PSU.com's weekly podcast. I'm your host for this episode, Michael Harridance, and joining me as ever is my partner in crime, Mr. Ben Shillabir Hall. What's up, Ben? Uh, not too much, really, to be honest, and you? Uh, not much, same old, really. Uh, working, working out, you know, playing Destiny, the same old uh, stuff. <laughs> How have you been all week? Oh, not too bad. I've had a few games this week that I can't talk about, but I've been playing a lot of Destiny, so... Oh, yeah, well, I know. I've just come off, haven't I, Destiny, with yeah. you? <laughs> Our failed attempt to tackle yeah. the Nightfall. Yeah, damn I, that. I, I all... did some Iron Banner as well just before we started. Ah, oh, wicked, wicked. Cool, cool. And um, I'm pleased to say that um, joining us again as a guest, uh, former podcast regular and a very good friend of mine, Mr. Rob Zwetslut. How's it going, Rob? Hello, Michael. I'm very well, thank you. You can hear the uh, smooth voice of Robert Zwetslut over the airwaves. <laughs> Yes, in for... here, out there, everywhere. <laughs> yes, for one who I think is uh, related to uh, our O'Neill Bolt for some strange reason, or I'm the only one. Well, they live close together, so it's possible. He, 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 he lives in Bournemouth, so um, yeah. yeah. But I'm not from Bournemouth, so that really shouldn't make a difference. <laughs> well, if you've been there long enough, maybe you've just caught the the voice. Uh, maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe. How have you been, Rob? I've been very well, Mike. Yeah, I've. Uh, I think last time we spoke, I. Um, well, the last time I was on the podcast, I was working for Linux Magazine and Imagine Publishing here in Bournemouth. Uh, now I work for the Raspberry Pi Foundation on their official magazine, the Magpie, which is all about the Raspberry Pi computer, which is this cool educational computery thingy, size of a credit card, lovely stuff. Uh, the magazine is also free, and you can buy it if you want to. So uh, a bit, my, bit of a plug there. Yeah, why not? Why stuff. not? <laughs> yeah, plug it. The Raspberry yeah, Pi is pretty cool. But, but, but it is, you know, like, you know, my job is basically to write... Um, stuff to get kids interested in coding at school so you know that's pretty cool job i think um and yeah i get to work at home which is always fun as well so uh yeah oh <laughs> uh, yes welcome to the club um yeah. how long have you been working there rob roughly uh, a couple of months now i think but oh, uh yeah right. not not super long um all right how long were you at your previous job because you were there quite a while weren't you? three and a half years which oh, yeah. was like I, I don't know for some reason it doesn't seem very long to me but it also was the job i've had the longest so uh, yeah. yeah yeah well psu's the longest job i've ever had so um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> about think about oh nearly eight years now oh, wow. don't understand I, uh, it's just crazy guess that's explain what crazy explains why i didn't see you a gamer this year sorry me yeah. oh yeah rob yeah <laughs> sorry was i i wasn't a Eurogamer this yeah. year oh no well I wasn't really because I couldn't really afford it. And also in Birmingham is a bit far for me just for that kind of thing. Um, I'll, I'll try and make it next year, but... You, you didn't um, miss much. <laughs> it was the worst year. I, did, I didn't miss much. I mean, I wanted to play... Well, <laughs> I've heard some people say they like it. I mean, the thing is, when you're in the games press, like in the UK games press, Eurogamer was just basically an excuse to get together and have a bit of a piss-up yeah. on a Friday or Saturday night with... Um, because, you know, the UK game press were all a bunch of very lovely folks, or like most of them are, 99% of them are. Um, and uh, you know that's what EGX used to be, um, but being in Birmingham kind of uh, made it a bit too far away, sort of thing. Yeah. But you know, whatever. Um, they, you know, that's not the point of EGX. The point of EGX is to show games to the public, not for <laughs> London Games Press to fucking have a few drinks with each other. You oh know? no, so, I meant it was bad yeah. because I, I like my food and there was oh, nowhere well, to eat. 
<laughs> I, 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 yeah, the NEC is a bit because it's in the middle of nowhere AEGX, which is a problem because um, I sometimes go to a convention in the Hilton, which is right next to the NEC. Ah, that's where I stayed. Yeah, yeah. And so the only food choices there are ordering Domino's or going to like the very expensive restaurant or something like that. So yeah, it's it's rubbish. Like whereas. With well, well, when I was at Hell's Court, to rest in peace, Hell's Court, um, used to have Byron and McDonald's and Nando's and everything around there it was great. So, and yeah. the greatest Chinese in the whole of England. Really, I've not. Well, I don't, I've never really been to anything in there. So there was know, a actually. nice little Chinese restaurant down that road with all the oh, really? McDonald's. And, oh, cool! Oh my god, it was amazing, and it was <laughs> decent price as well. It was about, it's four of us would cost us about sixty, seventy quid with drinks. Christ. Ah, wow. Yeah, that starters, main meals and desserts. And lovely two, Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. So, so welcome to the uh, uh, PSU Food Unchained. Um, <laughs> we talked about the best Chinese cuisine in uh, in London, in, in the West Kensington area. Yeah. Oh, let's just uh, hope it doesn't turn into another um, chicken wings one, eh, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you remember that, Rob? I can't remember. Oh, I do remember that one. I remember, oh, right. I com- I remember coming in and Dom <laughs> saying, Fez, Rob, I- I've, got a- I've got a thing to ask you. Um <laughs> Uh, and I just said boneless, and he was like, "No, don't say that." And I'm like, "Yeah, okay, I, I like boneless wings." Yeah. I also uh, like boneless. Yeah, Good the times. recent one in the UK Games Press was whether ketchup should be kept in the fridge or out of the fridge. Um, I'd now, say in the fridge in, in the, summer. In the fridge, it's cooler. <laughs> Ke- ketchup, yeah, well, ketchup should be kept in the fridge, which is in the back of the bottle. Um, although technically, you're supposed to serve it at room temperature. People are like, oh, well, it makes your food cold. I'm like, well, yeah, but have you ever had like a steaming hot chip? And dunked it in some cool, cool ketchup. It's like having ice cream with really hot apple pie. Like, you know, gives you the nice, pulls it down just enough to make it, you know, edible for you. But uh, video games. Video games. All right, no, that was no, that was a good intro. There's nothing wrong. We haven't caught up with Rob for a while, so that's cool. Uh, what say we go for some news now, chaps? How about it? News, news, news. Good. What's good. the news, Michael? Uh, the news. Well, we're kicking off with a story from Monday. Uh, it's the 12th of October. We're recording on the weekend as usual. Uh, this one's about Until Dawn, which I still haven't played yet, but I understand it's very, very good, and I cannot wait to get my mitts on it, as I'm sure you are as well, Rob. I understand you. At some point, yeah. But I mean, yeah. like, it sounds sounds good. Um, it's yeah. not a horror game, is it? It's just like an interesting indie game. That's why it's I... a horror game then i might you know it's a slasher slasher oh, okay i heard it was quite an interesting game and then now i don't really do horror games so maybe i won't play it well it's more so. of a slasher fic than an actual it's horror. like a teen it's like a teen horror video game basically yeah oh actually no i did hear that that sounded interesting to me so maybe yeah. i will give yeah, it's, 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 like, it's not that scary zombie. to be honest yeah it's not a zombie shooting resident evil type game it's a teen horror kind of thing it's, well, it's, 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 it's like a silent hill or a dead space which was no, like, no, no 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 nothing no. like that no, absolutely not it's like um, uh, heavy rain but more horror no, there's nothing wrong. A little bit of heavy ring. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only way I can describe it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, apparently, people liked it so much that they're thinking about um, doing a sequel. Uh, this was doing an interview. Uh, I won't say the name because they're our lead rival, and I refuse <laughs> to say it. Um, uh, but during this interview, they. <laughs> Uh, Pete Samuels, executive producer of Until Dawn, uh, noted that sales of a critically acclaimed title comfortably eclipsed Sony's expectations, which is always a good thing. Uh, though uh, they made it clear that nothing uh, has been confirmed on a sequel yet. However, it has been discussed internally. Um, so, obviously, that's a good thing to hear that they're talking about it. Um, I haven't played the game, so I don't actually know how things planned uh, panned out for the characters in there, but I understand that it wouldn't be a traditional sequel. They're, they're talking about... Um, 
Uh, they say we've investigated other ways we could do until dawn, but it is probably a little early to be discussing that. So obviously they're trying to work out how to make this happen because it's not going to be a traditional sequel. I'm guessing this is speculation, nothing to do with what happens in the game from my experience is speculation, but I'm guessing because most people die. <laughs> so that's probably on... the reason why. Well, it's slash... also, there's the thing that it's, it's, it's like a teen slasher horror. Yeah. Then those films have like you know sequels every six months or anything or something like that. Yeah. You know, we're just like, hey, it's maybe the same bad guy, but new teens or whatever. Yeah, have, new teens, you know, their yeah. cousin or something, or their yeah. second, their next door neighbor's friend yeah. or whatever. Yeah, saw but, five. Uh, the yeah. people you sometimes saw. <laughs> yeah, or I know what you did last summer free or whatever it is. I always yeah. know what you did last summer or whatever the hell it was called. Yeah, <laughs> I never saw it. Uh, but yeah, um, well, uh, this is going to be quite short. Um, uh, that's that's all I can say on it, Rob. I imagine your comments will be quite short because you haven't like me, you haven't played the original. <laughs> Uh, but how do you feel? Uh, I'm trying to think what I could ask you to ask. Uh, what do you think? The <laughs> video game gets sequel. Excellent, good, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Pretty much, oh. yeah. <laughs> uh, ben, uh, can you add anything? To well, this as it's a slasher fic, I made sure everyone I didn't like died. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if there is a sequel, then only two people are alive. If it transfers, a... never piss off Chile. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, do you actually have that freedom on who dies and who lives? Yeah, you have a freedom. Open? You even got one of the things. Do you guys? You guys don't mind spoilers? Um, I don't mind. It depends how much spoiler is. Like there's listeners yeah. listening. So okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. let's just say at one point you do get a choice. Okay. On who oh, lives okay. and dies. Okay. That Caden should live. Caden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then stuff like that where you get a choice. Oh. Although some of the choices don't really matter, at like yeah. at the start of the game until the first part of it, you got all these different choices, then you find out, oh wait, there no, it, it just plays out anyway. All Congratulations! Right. Now whatever you picked, it happened anyway. I have one very important question, Ben, because it's a teen, because it's a teen horror film. Is there a hot girl running around in a towel? Yes, or... there is. Yeah, watch me click. <laughs> you know, from Heroes, <laughs> Hayden. Yeah. yeah, she's in the bath near the about sixty percent of the game. Sold. And then she Wait, runs. Is this, FM, is this FMV or is it? No. Uh, uh, well, the first bit's FMV. Yeah, cutscene. And then oh once you've done that, you walk oh, around I was as a like, towel. Like it would be like Night Trap, but for um, slash film. That'd be no, good. but you walk around with her in the, around the building while she's in the towel. So. <laughs> I see. All oh, right. Okay. So um, yeah, the bath scene though is FMV, and I kept going, "Drop the towel! Drop the towel!" I mean, it's eighteen plus. I've seen guts and gore and blood. Drop the yeah. towel. <laughs> Green oh, has a lot to answer for. Yeah. Um, cool. Cheers for that, Ben. Um, moving on now, guys. Um, this is uh, one that um, actually took me by a bit of surprise. Uh, sorry, I'm yawning. Um, Bloodborne Game of the Year edition has been announced. It's coming yes. out next month. Um, <laughs> yeah. This is, uh, yeah, even though the game came out in March. Or... Please, please, I mean, to us, there'll be a few people who give a Game of the Year, but please give us Game of the Year so this could make sense. Uh, I think Dead Island did that a bit as well. Like, oh, here, here's your Game of the Year edition. Like, no one gave you Game of the Game Year. Game of the Year, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, unsurprisingly, this is a copy of Bloodborne, but you also get all the, uh, you get the um, DLC, which is um, the forthcoming, uh, the Old Hunters pack, which is out, I think it's out around the same time. It might be day and date, so. Oh, that's what you're saying. All the DLC, there's one DLC. Yeah, one DLC, yeah, sorry, yeah, be <laughs> So uh, anyone who hasn't got the game will be able to pick up this uh, Game of the Year edition with the um, upcoming DLC. Obviously, those who have it will pick up the DLC separately. But yeah, um, I'm 
I'm not really surprised. There's been loads of Game of Year edition type, um, re-releases. As Rob said, some titles that probably didn't deserve it have got them and will continue to, although Bloodborne is undeniably one of the best games out on PS4 so far. So, yeah. um, And that was rather quickly. I thought this stuff usually comes out the year after it's released. Well, because... I mean, that would be technically why, because it would be a year after. But what's been, what, six months since it came out? So March, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah fair enough. But... um. Yeah, it um I've just um I fleshed out the article a bit. It came in um second place in the UK. It performed well across the pond as well in the US uh in terms of March NT uh, NPD sales. Um and Sony admitted that the success of the game took them by surprise. So there we go. Um It was like really like one of the first properly good Gen 8 games though, really, wasn't it for like yes. PS4 or for Xbox yes. One yeah. anyway? So yeah. yeah. It was. I mean, yeah. um because Knack was mm, and then uh <laughs> And then uh, whatever, uh, uh, in, oh, what's the one with the, the lightning dude? Infamous. infamous Last Light was was it was alright, but like it was just more infamous, I suppose. Last Light uh, isn't it Second Sun? Oh, Second Sun. Yes. You know, well, well, they're well, both. Last Light was the DLC, I guess, wasn't yeah. it? So, um, but you know, Bloodborne seemed to be the one that you know was hey, it's finally the new generation is here. Yeah, so, two million yeah. sold as well today. So yep, that's not bad. Not bad for a what's been considered to be a. A cult series, where I think with Dark, <laughs> I think with Dark Souls two, it kind of like jumped to more mainstream appeal. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Or maybe even Dark Souls one. I know that did pretty well as well. But uh, Demon Souls was obviously the start of the uh, the kind of the Souls series, if you want to call yeah, it yeah, that. Yeah. Which was that was more of a cult hit. But it's uh, it did so well in the end that they actually extended the um, service for that game. I, I remember like every two or three months, I'm I sit reading a new story. Oh, they've extended the service. For yes. Time. Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. Yeah. Have they actually shut them down yet at all? I've. No idea. They might not have done. Oh, okay. Uh, well, fair play to them. <laughs> I know um, it was very popular in Japan, and I think some people in Japan play online games for yeah. like forever. So, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Cool. Uh, ben, do you have anything to add on Bloodborne at all? Uh, um, where's my game? Goat, where's my Goat Simulator game of the year edition? <laughs> There's already been one, hasn't there? No, no, I don't think there has. I, I, I thought there was. Oh. <laughs> anyway, Bloodborne, it's, it's not, it's, I don't know, I, who even gave it Game of the Year? Well, no one yet, because it's not been Game of the Year since then. Okay, yeah, well, exactly. um. <laughs> I think they're just, they're probably guessing ahead and saying, yeah, we get it, we get it. Yeah, we're going to get it, we're going <laughs> to. It will, we'll get it. If we don't get it, Dark Souls, we're getting <laughs> technically, you know, with the same company, so. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be. You know, I think there's gonna be a lot of MGS and a lot of uh, as for the game of the year so far. But uh, yeah, and and a few people are going, oh, Mario Maker is the game of the year, and they're going to be maybe a bit wrong. But uh, you know, yeah. oh, of course, yeah, well, forget about the Wii U and all of this, don't you? Sometimes. A lot, a lot, a lot of people do. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> no, I wanted to get one. I really do. I probably still will. Um, okay, moving on now. Uh, obviously, uh, actually, we're going to be talking about Star Wars Battlefront as our main feature. So we, what we do is we just we 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 touch on this, but not go into detail. But uh, obviously, you had the beta this time last week, which ran from uh, October eighth to the thirteenth because it was extended an extra day, so it ran yep. through uh, October thirteenth. Um, and day, yep. yeah, and EA uh, uh, EA and Dice have revealed that the uh, beta was played by over nine million players on uh, across PS4, PC, and Xbox One. Nice. Um, no breakdown in terms of how many people played as the Rebels or the Empire, but you you can't choose. You can't choose. You they can't, can't choose. choose. Oh wow! Yeah, you game I mean, just goes before, before, before the beta. It basically put you as Empire as Rebels, like alternating whenever it goes. So. Oh right, okay. Obviously, I haven't played the beta. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, there we go. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, there's um, there's also going to be they've also announced three new game modes. Uh, 
which will be hit in the final version. Uh, one's uh, cargo. Uh, one is where you have to secure cargo. Another yep. one is a uh, hero hunt, which is what it says you have to hunt. It's uh, I think it's a team of oh, I can't remember the exact number of teams. It's like something like three or four against one of the hero units, which is cool. Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, etc. You have yep. to hunt them down. Whoever kill lands the killing blow turns into the hero. Rinse, Ross, and repeat. <laughs> cool. uh, and uh, the last one is Droid Run, where you have, I think you have to capture three droids that are on the run, basically, funnily enough. Oh, okay. So yeah, it does what it says on the tin. But yeah, yeah, it's good to see they're fleshing things out. Um, but yeah, um, I didn't play this, but it does. I'm I'm a big Star Wars fan. I even though I got into it quite late, it, I did see a lot of videos on it, and my friend had it on the Xbox One. It did it did look great, and the graphics especially were really really impressive. I thought gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, brilliant looking game. Um. Like I said, this is our main topic after we finish up with the news. So, uh, Rob, do you want to kind of skirt around this issue um, maybe with a few words? Um, Nine million people sounds about right. I mean, um, the Battlefront series is, you know, it's a bit of a le- bit legendary. The PS2 ones, and the, I guess there was on the Xbox and the PC as well back in the day. Yeah. Um, those were excellent video games, really um, high, um, elevated by the Star Wars franchise using it very well. Yeah. Um, so, and I'm, you know, Everything about this game looks great, and dice seem to be doing everything right. Um, I know there are some people that don't like it so much, but eh, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I don't know where yeah. the negativity is coming from. I don't know what it is. If it's like the law, law wise or gameplay wise. No, I mean there, there's some gameplay bits. I don't think some people like. I think we'll discuss about that when we talk about it in depth. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, good. Um, but you know, nine million. Yeah, you know, sounds about right. Like, uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, ho- hopefully, actually. That turns into sales rather than just being oh it was free so we're playing it. <laughs> yeah, likewise. Hopefully they will. Obviously it's a beta. Hopefully they had to iron out any problems as well from that experience. I mean, yep. you had enough people playing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's coming out in one month. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Not <laughs> to go now. Seventeenth um, of November, I think. So. Yeah, I believe they're also releasing uh, one with a Han Solo fridge. Um, or yeah. were <laughs> sold out now. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh, the PS4 is also getting a, uh, a special customized one with a Darth Vader paint job as well. Yes, good, if, good if you look really closely, the Darth Vader paint job is made up of tiny little Star Wars logos. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's some trivia for you. Yeah. Um, ben, do you have anything to add on that quickly? Sort of skirt around like Rob did. Before I'm not very. I'm not surprised at all that it got so many downloads. Being yeah. a fan, as Rob said, it was free to download on Xbox, PC, and PS4. Yes, true. Yeah. I know and Star Wars, of... and there's a new film yeah. out at the end of this year, and it's Battlefront. So. Yeah, yeah, I know a lot of people on my friends list. Um, I've got, I know at least about 20, 30 people that just downloaded it because it was free. Yeah. They don't plan to purchase it, they just downloaded <laughs> it. That's a, bit, that's a bit of a shame. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, as I said, we'll be coming back to that in a bit. Uh, this next one, um, I it's probably not one of the biggest stories, but I had to read it out just because I'm such a fanboy. But they are making <laughs> uh, a new Resident Evil CG film. Uh, much to my delight, uh, it will reboot the uh, CG animation franchise of Resident Evil. Uh, it's coming out in 2017, and this is the best part. It stars Leon, Chris, and Rebecca Chambers. Uh, in case of you're scratching your head wondering what the hell I'm talking about, Rebecca is a character that hasn't been featured um, at least What's in the... Resi 2? Uh, in uh, Resident Evil 0, actually. She was the, one okay. of the most playable characters in there. She hasn't been seen in the storyline-wise uh, since Resident Evil 2. No one knows what happened to her after the outbreak. And um, she, as I said, she was featured in Resident Evil 0, so obviously you'll see her again in the upcoming Resident Evil 0 HD next year. But a lot of a lot of the fans um, who actually like Rebecca, she she wasn't a big favourite, but I always liked her. Uh, people have been wondering what's been happening to her, so this would finally be a chance to see, yeah, hey, you know, this is what happened to her, you know, which is good to see. And also teaming her up with Leon and Chris, I mean, obviously... 
Leon and Chris, they're classic characters as well. So I think it'd be great to see those three working together because a lot of the time, in terms of the, the past CG films, they've just milked Leon to death. He was in both of them. Claire was in one of them. Ada was in one of them. Uh, apart from Claire, we've seen all those guys loads and loads of times. So it's really nice to be able to actually have someone... You know, it, it seems to be to me like they're actually bringing back some of the characters they've forgotten about. They brought back Barry <laughs> in Revelations two, now Rebecca with yep. this. So I'm really pleased with this, and I'm really looking forward to seeing where it's going. Cool. Yeah, and hopefully we'll also uh, erase the horrid memory of the live action films too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I've seen them all, and I enjoy them for what they are. But they're not yeah. re- they're not Resident Evil films. Evil so. Resident movies. Yeah, evil resident movies. Yeah, um, let's let's call them Biohazard here. So that Biohazard, we yeah, them, Biohazard, yeah. Call them Resident Evil in Japan. Yeah, uh, see, see, I prefer the name Biohazard though. So. Yes, yeah, but unfortunately there was a band over here uh, in America called Biohazard, so they had to call it Resident Evil. Uh, Why couldn't they just put like a bracket in between uh, it or something? I, I love the way they say Resident Evil. Yeah, <laughs> seventeen, seventeen. Yeah, you can see it happening. Um, yeah. Interestingly, the new uh, it's, uh, it hasn't got a name yet, but the new CG film is being directed by uh, the guy who did. Uh, oh, Rob, you'll probably know this. The Jap- what's the Japanese name for the Grudge? Oh, Juon. Yes, uh, yeah. who did the Japanese version of the Grudge? <laughs> it wasn't Junji Ito, was it? Um, let's know. Uh, no, it's. Oh, I'm just terrible at pronouncing Japanese names. I'll, I'll attempt. Sorry, to let, say- let me have a look. Uh, Takashi Shimizu is the one I'm looking that's at. That's him. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, Takashi Shimizu, yeah. Um, who uh, blah, blah, Japanese filmmaker, best known for creator of the Juon, The Grudge. Um, oh, sorry, he's executive yeah. producer and he directed The Grudge. Yeah, but the director, okay, yeah. the director of the CG uh, movie is a guy who I can't possibly pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Fair there enough. we go. As long as he's involved, I think because he's involved, that sounds good to me. Cool. So um, yeah. Um, uh, Rob, do you have anything to add about this? I, I, I don't imagine you're a follower of the CG films of Resident Evil. You were nearly a Jill sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, everywhere I go, I hear that. <laughs> Whenever I talk about that. <laughs> Good old Barry. Good old Barry. Have you seen any of the others at all? Damnation or Degeneration? Uh, I think I watched for 10 minutes of it in the background as my friends watched it at university a long oh, time ago one cool. of them whatever the first one was with I guess Leon and someone else um, but, uh, was, it an air- was it at an airport at all? Oh, it was the first CG one I can't remember which one yeah it was, that was Degeneration yeah. okay that Degeneration yeah, yeah. Fair play, cool, cool. Uh, Ben, um, do you have anything to add about this at all? Oh, well, does this mean that finally, after years of anticipation and waiting and all the excitement building up and all the suspense and all the tension and all the things and words, does it mean we're going to get a Tofu Solo movie? (laughs) Tofu Solo movie. Um, And sadly, Tofu is not lined up for this at the moment. Total (laughs) Tofu Saturation. Oh, yeah, Tofu. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, do you know Tofu was actually used as a collision detection uh, uh, tool in Resident Evil 2? That's what yeah. it was. It was just uh, tested to use collision for the zombies and environments. And then they just thought, hey, we're just you know, chuck, him as a, chuck him in a mini game, Put him as a pallet swap for Hunk before Survivor. So, yeah, the Tofu Survivor. Resident <laughs> Evil 7. Tofu and Hunk stay out. Tofu and Hunk stay out. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever Hunk gets hungry, he takes a bite out of Tofu. I suppose that's what's <laughs> Where are we going? Um, we're, we're moving on, Mike. We're moving on. Yeah, we're moving what on, about yeah. Gary? Oh, uh, yeah, Gary. Uh, Gary uh, bye, hello, Gary. Gary is uh, listening on my podcast, everyone. So uh, a silent hello there for Gary. 
uh, from everyone. Well, no. He, he, d- he said he can chime in. He can't. Oh, okay. Well, if he wants to talk, uh, Gary, are you there? Are you able to chat? Yes, I am. Hello. Great. Uh, Gary, you just came in at a really, really good time um, because you'll be able to add to this. I was just talking about the new Resident Evil CG movie that's been announced. Uh, we've all been... Re- yeah, we've, been we've been round... Uh, <laughs> we've been round talking to everyone. I just wanted to know what you think about it. I know you must be quite interested. I am actually quite interested. I did enjoy the first two CG movies, um, except a little bit of the second one was a little unrealistic, in my opinion, when Leon fights like four Mr. X's with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anything with Leon in usually is. <laughs> it's a little over-exaggerated there, but I am excited for it, uh, especially since Rebecca's in it. Um, I know. I was, I was just saying I'm so pleased that they actually finally remembered she exists, and hopefully we'll be able to see what happened to her after Resident Evil 2. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we didn't really find out what happened to Barry after all that time no. in Revelation 2. Yeah, yeah. yeah which was kind of a shame. So hopefully um, the inclusion of Leon and Chris, on the other hand, I think is a bad idea. Personally, I think Chris and Leon have been overused. Definitely. Uh, yeah, Leon, definitely. <laughs> I think they easily should have just brought back Billy and Rebecca into this movie. Just oh, that, do that. That'd be great. Billy and Rebecca. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That would be. Yeah. Well, um, it's not out until 2017, so hopefully, you never know. They might have a cameo in it. They might, more characters might be announced. So we're just like tofu. That tofu, yeah. <laughs> but, I think you should really do a movie with Hunk, just a Hunk movie, and get it from his perspective working for Umbrella. Hunk. <laughs> yeah, no, Hunk. That'd be cool. I'm surprised he hasn't showed up to be honest, because he was quite a fan favorite, but um. Uh, um, sadly, I will be cookie crumbles, I guess. But yeah, looking forward to that, man. I'm totally with you on that. Um, it's uh, also just uh, quickly touch on this in, t- in terms of CG movies. Uh, Ratchet and Clank, uh, the movie, has got an official trailer. Um, uh, is anyone looking forward to that at all? Uh, Rob? Uh, I saw the trailer. I felt like perhaps they didn't need to quip every single half sentence, maybe. But it seemed very Ratchet and Clanky, so it could be cool. Very Ratchet and Clanky. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ben, how about you? What do you think of it? It had, it had the sheepinator. It, it's a good yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Although someone said it might be, might be the best video game movie of all time, and I take offense to that because clearly Street Fighter is the greatest video game movie of all time. No, so, of course. Yeah. No, clearly Dead or Alive is the greatest fight video game of all time. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, no, but Dead or Alive is the best, only because... Dead it, or Alive, I didn't see the Dead or Alive one. The, best, the worst thing was that they really should have had Hulk Hogan play the character yeah. that basically is Hulk Hogan. So uh, Dead yeah. Alive is amazing because it's so bad because it literally just follows the video game. I mean, yeah. the video game is just fan service. Yeah, the movie is just fan service. Wasn't Holly Valance in it? Yeah, that's why it's a yes. good movie. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I love. I I actually would buy Street Fighter because it's so bad. It's good. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a copy of Street Fighter the movie. It's good. Oh, great. this is great! It's amazing. I used, to, I used to love watching it. We recorded it on VHS. This is years ago. I just love watching <laughs> it constantly. It was great. Uh, M. Bison in it is just brilliant. It's just this was the best. Well, like when I first watched it as like a kid, I was like, I didn't quite get it. Like obviously, it's you know, objectively, it's a pile of shit. But when you, you know, when you watch it again and understand that they had so much go wrong, yeah. and there was so much random crap with it. Like it's this amazing farcical weirdness with Raul Julia just chewing up the scenery as M. Bison. Oh, it's amazing. It's I know, yeah. That, wasn't that his last movie as well? He his was... last movie, 
and his kids asked him to do it. So oh, <laughs> he, he was very ill, wasn't he? He was like, yeah, uh, at the end of his life, cancer, something like oh. that. So um, yeah, he just had an operation before the film filming started, and he was apparently turned up to set like looking like half, half dead. So uh, yeah. Oh God, yeah. Well, that's uh, well. Uh, I think I think it's fair to say a lot of people remember his last film, even if it's for the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there we go. Um, oh, you forgot Mario Brothers as well. <laughs> Mario Brothers is certainly an experience. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Monkey. Monkey. Yeah, Monkey. Yeah. <laughs> I actually remember really liking the Lara Croft films back in the day, the Tomb Raider films, when like when I was a kid. But then again, I was like fourteen when they came out. So. Um, oh yeah, yeah, Angelina Jolie. That's that's why yeah. I'd like it. And Chris Barry. So you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Wasn't Daniel Craig in one of them as well? Yes, he was. Um, <laughs> And I can't remember what he did in it, but yeah. Yeah, going topless from what I remember. <laughs> Most yeah. of the time. Pre-Bond, this is though. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, right. Uh, oh, but we've yeah, got a bit distracted with movies there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> uh, well, we, just, uh, <laughs> we were talking about Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank yeah. uh, Gary, sorry. Uh, Ratchet and Clank, uh, what do you think of a movie? I'm actually really excited for it. I love that franchise. It's one of my favorite franchises. Um it does look really good. I got to play uh, the new Ratchet and Clank at a uh, Solly Gaming Con earlier in the year, oh, and nice. it looked, yeah, it looked fantastic. I mean, it it really mimics the look of the animated movie. So kudos to them there. Um, I think it's it's very interesting to see how successful it'll be, seeing as how it's not DreamWorks or Disney who have pretty much dominated that market for like twenty years now. So hopefully, it'll be successful. Yeah, might be a big first step for animated gaming movies. Who knows? Maybe Sly Cooper will be next. Yeah, I I, I hope it does well. I, I do. I hope it does well. I mean, I, I haven't played Ratchet and Clank. Sadly, I, I missed that kind of. I missed a lot in the PS2 era. I was I, I had I was on the GameCube mostly. Then I have to admit, apart from some big, you know, major exclusives. So I missed. I did miss a lot of stuff like Sly Cooper, Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Daxter. So, but I understand it. You know, obviously, I understand it's very popular, and it'd be nice, like you said, it'd be nice to see you know a movie based on a video game do well, and hopefully kickstart maybe a new trend of seeing better, um, you know, more CG films and stuff. Likewise for Resident Evil, I hope this one's um this one reboots it and is successful as well. So um yeah. Uh, well, before we uh, uh, we're gonna end on uh, this one, I have to have to read this one out. I think it's something. I've got I... a little bit of news. I want to say just well more an announcement than news, but I want to say it during this bit first. Okay. Uh, do you want to say it now? No, you can say yours bit first. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, this one is um, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. Uh, in terms of um, day, this is opening day revenue. It generated 179 million dollars, and that is almost double. The amount that the Avengers Age of Ultron did, which was 89 million. Now, that is an impressive feat, considering this is Avengers, which is like one of the biggest movie franchises of all time. Um, in terms of the, it's interesting to look at the budget. Uh, obviously, they're two different mediums, video games and film, but nonetheless, um, uh, 80 million it cost to produce uh, Phantom Pain, whereas the Marvel Avenger flick cost 250 million. Uh, With not probably about two hundred million of that being bloody advertising. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, in term, and this is another interesting point as well for people. Actually, you're very. You still get them these days. I can't believe it, but naysayers who think that video games are just this kind of niche thing that are played by nerds in there. Um, video game. Video games is the biggest entertainment medium in the world. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. It, by the end of this year, the industry, uh, video games industry, is will be worth ninety one point five 
billion dollars. Yep. That's ahead of the um, an impressive nonetheless, uh, eighty-eight point one billion for the film industry by the end of the year. So it just goes to show that's a big middle finger to the yeah. people who just think it's played by spotty nerds in their <laughs> which I still can't believe goes around. This is what yeah, I, just, I mean, like, yeah, I just don't. The, sorry, I was just going to say I just don't understand how so many mainstream TV um, programs these days they talk about all sorts of crap. They fashion. Music, <laughs> movies, everything. Um, you know, like this morning, Rob. I mean, only people in the UK who know what I'm talking about. Like this morning, they cover everything under the sun, but they never ever mention video games yeah. ever. I just don't understand that. When it's like, I mean, the numbers are there. It's just I do not understand it. Anyway, sorry, carry on, dude. It's because the people who do that stuff just don't understand. So yeah, yeah. I mean, we we just the same thing happened with like you know movies and because you know games are still technically quite young. Yeah. So I think we'll have to, yeah. we'll still have to wait like 30 years before video games become a thing again. So um, yeah, kind of thing. So unfortunately, but whatever. I mean, yeah, it's been the, it's been bigger than movies for a number of years now. So it has, yes, yeah. Um, what what era would you say it's been bigger than films? Was it the PS3 era that it did? Or oh, it- I, 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 at least yeah, at the end of the PS3 era, kind of Gen Seven. But I don't oh, know right. exactly when or what have you. So, so we're, we're yeah. not talking. We're not talking PS2 era though. Anything like that? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, the PS2 yeah. era was still very big for video games, yeah, but. That's true. Um, yeah, who knows? <laughs> I don't have the data with me right now. So. No, 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 cool. Um, uh, what about Metal Gear in general? Uh, five, have you got that, Rob? Have you played? Uh, I, I don't. I mean, um, I do have a PC. I don't have a PS4. Um, but I still haven't got around to playing three yet. So I need to actually. Oh, of course, you were and, catching uh, up, weren't you? Yeah, I was catching up back in 2006, but then I stopped. I guess <laughs> by accident. Um, so or 2007 even. So at some point, <laughs> I need to, um, you know. Get back on it, so yeah. Get back on the horse. Cool, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, ben, how about you, mate? Man, Need... just think of all those pachinko machines they can fund with that money. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I mean, great. they can have a Metal Gear one. They can have another cast. They can have two Silent Hills now. Yeah. And they can oh. have a Kojima pachinko machine as well, just to rub it in. Oh, God. <laughs> Contra pachinko machine. <laughs> Basically, you watch... Kojima make a game and then Konami cancel it right at the end <laughs> um, uh, and then there's no ending and there's no ending or it's cut yeah <laughs> so um, um, so yeah, yeah good work shame we weren't able to get the ending to Metal Gear 5 because you're worried about making profit because you know video yeah. games because Metal Gear doesn't like generate millions of dollars for you at all no, no, okay. no. It, it did anyway though so the thing is, you could argue that although it didn't have an ending, they st- still probably the best-selling game of the year. So yeah. yeah, yeah. But the problem with that is, though, this might promote other video game companies from making games without endings and then selling the ending maybe they've, as they've DLC. They've been doing that since Prince of Persia 2008. Oh yeah, so. I remember that. <laughs> I bought that game. It annoyed me because you couldn't die in it, and I like to die in games. Oh, that was fine, but like I just didn't really have a proper ending until the DLC thing. And I think <laughs> one of the one of the um, Tomb Raider Legends had that, I think, as well, or something like that. And, and Mass Effect technically does because they change the ending, which oh, I'm going to count. Yeah, they make they change it to be worse. So yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> never. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if Gary's there to comment on this. So if he replies when he is, Gary, are you there to talk? Uh, yes, I am. Oh, cool. Okay. Did you hear what we were talking about there? Yes, I did. Um, oh, well, please, please go ahead if you've got anything to add in general about. This. Um, I'll just be really quick on it. Um, I yeah, find it very interesting that it did 
uh, as well as it did. Uh, I, I believe you talked about how it did more than the Avengers, right? Yes. Let's see. Yeah, um, that's great and all, but my problem with it is, is well, Destiny the Taken King sold more, and nobody's talking about that game. It sold saying. more than Metal Gear Solid? For September, yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. But are we talking about it? Wow. Oh, I didn't realize that at all. Well, uh, I think it was probably just a press release from Konami saying saying that, so that's why we're not talking about Destiny yeah. Taken King because Bungie haven't put that out or Activision has put that out. So yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, Destiny uh, Taken King outsold Destiny. Great. Yeah. That that <laughs> yeah. that, that, that statement actually, confused me. They finally fixed the game, so people. Are yeah. Actually, so, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I know I know the Taken King did do very well. It, it did yeah. well in the UK as well. The video games have been doing better than movies, like. In terms of like sales for that for since like Halo Three came out, so uh, yeah, um, like you know Halo Three was like oh Halo Three the biggest media launch of all time. Oh, of course then, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. And then there was but... Modern Warfare Two. Then it was every Call of Duty. Every Call of Duty, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. Same old stuff. Yeah, at least, <laughs> at least twice a year the record was broke. So uh, yeah, yeah. There we go. Cool. Um, Ben, I believe you had. To... Sorry, carry on, Gary. Sorry. Just to add really quickly, um, I don't think uh the ending that was supposed to be in Metal Gear Solid 5, um, the one that was on that uh, that DVD, the making of DVD, was it, Ben? Yeah. Yeah, I honestly don't think that would have given the game closure anyway. Um, to me, that ending was still not a really proper ending, in my opinion. Um, but that's just me. That's all okay. I wanted to add. Cool. Um... Ben, I think you had something to add. Yeah, I just want to make a little bit of announcement, kind of. Well, we all know that um, Namco is working on Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2. Um, Rob, have you you been watching Dragon Ball Super? I've been watching Dragon Ball. I, I didn't actually watch the last episode yet. Because, oh, okay, then I won't say, uh, I won't say anything because it'll be too oh, much I, I know a few what happens, I guess. I mean, I no, I'm talking about the preview for this it. week's. Oh, okay. Sure. Did you, hit, did you see the preview at all? Um, I haven't. Is it? Is it? Do they have? The, have they started the brand new one? Or are they going for the freezer? It's a. Uh, it's a filler. It's a filler. Yeah. How can they do filler? There's no manga for them to catch up with. There's a know. manga going on. It, it, it's just. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, this is uh, anyway, yeah. then fine. Ah. I, I, I posted on. Uh, I want this to be a real character. Okay. Um, I want this to be a real character, Namco, for the next Dragon Ball Z game. This is why I'm saying it now because I want to make sure it's said. Um, they showed off Hercule fighting Beerus. Right. And Hercule goes Super Saiyan. <laughs> I want that to be a thing in the next Dragon Ball Z game. Oh, uh, okay. Anyway, that's, that's me. So, so, basically, the only limit at this rate to go Super Saiyan is you can't be a woman. Um, <laughs> you can be a Saiyan, you can be a half Saiyan, you can be the great, 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 great grandson of Goku, you can be pregnant with a Saiyan. You can be Mr. Satan, but you can't actually be a woman Saiyan and go Super Saiyan. Great, thank you very much, Hiro Toriyama. Wonderful. Clap, clap, clap. <laughs> well, you know, it's you know when he did like the Cell Games video. That's what uh, it is. It's not oh, him right, actually okay. going. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I'm just saying the fact that I want that to be an actual character though, because that would be hilarious. Well, they they do do some of the weird yeah. stuff in um, yeah. Dragon Ball games. I remember the. Um, yeah. Like Budokai Tenkichi 2 and the Budokai 2 they had like some weird fusions like uh, Tien Cha or yeah. Y- yeah. Um, so yeah but yeah um, it, it just looks so good even his moustache goes yellow 
<laughs> cool. So I want it to be a thing. Anyway, uh, that was mean, it. Does that mean that King Vegeta would have had an evil Super Saiyan blonde goatee or something like that as well? Yeah, Maybe probably. <laughs> I mean, they showed off an official artwork for Super Saiyan 4 Broly and Android 18 fused with Android 17. So Yeah, I saw that. It's just Android 18, but like, it's not Android 17, like blonde, blonde hair. Super Android yeah. 17. But so, I, I want to see a proper Super Android 18. You know, that'd yeah. be amazing. So if they can have those, I can have my Super Saiyan Hercule. Is Dragon Ball Z Universe 2, is that based on the Dragon Ball Heroes arcade game? In Japan? Well, we, we know Xenoverse was based off Dragon Ball Online. Dragon Ball Online, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Xenoverse um, 2, is, they've just been you know, asking surveys. So Okay. Because in Dragon Ball Heroes also go on yeah. Super Saiyan 4 for some reason as well. So. Yeah. Yes, Ooh, Heroes yeah. has um, like Super Saiyan 4 Gohan Broly. Yeah, Christ. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, every, I want every, Super Saiyan. Everything's Hercule. getting ridiculous. Like now, you know, Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan is ridiculous yeah. and uh, golden. Uh, I saw that movie at the cinemas actually. I did. I, I enjoyed watching it at the cinema. Yeah. I went to Leeds. The best movie in the world, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I travelled. Hopefully, be better. In, hopefully, be better in Dragon Ball Super. Yeah. So yeah. I travelled like games. two hours to. To see that movie. Oh really? I, I was showing right down the road. It was great. Lucky. <laughs> anyway, video games. Yeah. Cool. No, that's fine, guys. <laughs> it seems like yeah. I forgot that both of you are Dragon Ball Z fans, so that was kind of cool. Yeah. Rob was there. Um. Yeah, Ben. I was just checking before we move on to the uh, the Battlefront talk. Uh, yes. Uh, when you did the podcast last week, because I wasn't here. Um. Did you do the review for Metal Gear Online or not? I can't remember. So just it go was for the, anyway. It was the eleventh, so I don't think so because that was a Sunday, so I don't think you no. could have done it. Yeah, Although we did start. record on a Sunday, so... Oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll read Just it Just do it anyway, it's all right. Yeah, I'll do it anyway. Okay, well, before we get on to reviews, we're going to we have a... We've got a main topic today, as I mentioned earlier, is uh, Star Wars Battlefront, because uh, Rob's been playing it, and Ben's uh, tinkered around with it a bit. Uh, Gary, did you play it at all, the Star Wars be- uh, beta? Yes, I did. Excellent. Well, three people, that's pretty good. So I'm going off on that. So, uh, Rob, I know that you were eager to talk about it, so you can feel free to kick off now and just tell us, you know, your impressions and thoughts <laughs> and anything. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, as I may have mentioned, I think, earlier in the podcast, um, I don't actually have a PS4, so my experience of the game <laughs> are on the PC version. That's fine. Which, it's, it's Star um, Wars Battlefront. It's Star Wars Battlefront. Like, there are some hilarious things about having played on the PC version. Um, uh, I mean, it's, it's roughly the same, obviously. I mean, if I know it's exactly the same as the... Thing version um i had my graphics settings down lowish because i'm not i think i'm actually below the minimum requirements i think on my pc but it still looked pretty good like i've seen it run on ps4 and xbox one though and it looked you know spectacular uh looked lovely um the best part about playing on pc though is that i have a 360 controller plugged into it so whenever i got a chance to fly in one of the starfighters like a tie fighter x-wing um i would just pick that up and use that where everyone else was trying to use their mouse and keyboard. So while they were trying to like awkwardly move around by kind of like pick up their mouse and put it forward, pick up the mouse and put it forward, um, I was like flying circles around everyone and just completely destroying them. Um, and uh, yeah, it was great. But basically, uh, I was a massive fan of the original Battlefront series from Pandemic, you know, back on the PS2 days. Uh, in fact, that's mainly where I played it with my you know, on my own and with my cousin. Um, at the time, I was like, you know, this game is all right, but it's made a lot better by the fact it's Star Wars. Like, it used the license in such a way that actually elevated the quality of the game, like putting it in these locales and using the, you know, the sounds and the music and what have you, and then the, the vehicles. You know, it made you, you know, oh yeah, yeah. And I remember a very specific time in one level, um, I was with 
some people and there was uh, some kind of um, choke point going on down a corridor and people and like the AI was like perfectly trying to kind of, you know, use the choke point to kill people or, you know, move, move up and uh, use cover and stuff. And that was you know amazing at the time, I thought. Um, but, you know, the new one is, you know, it's a lot different, um, a lot different experience because it's all online or multiplayer or no AI in it for the, uh, you know, the Hoth Walker assault and the um, bits where you kind of uh, capture the uh, escape pods. Yeah. Um, so you know, big battle, big uh, proper battlefield style dice battle, twenty versus twenty, uh, rebels versus the empire on the Walker assault, which is amazing. You know, basic, Battle of Hoth is the quintessential Star Wars video game level. It's been you know, Shadows of the Empire. It was in Rebel Assault. It was in Rogue Leader. It was in you got all the other battlefronts. You know, all the Rogue Squadrons and all those good video games with these good Hoth, Hoth levels. Um, and it's such an iconic bit of Star Wars. And um, I always like to say that the Empire Strikes Back has the best soundtrack of all the Star Wars films. Very specifically, the best work of the entire franchise is the Battle of Hoth. Like, you can listen to it, and the music punctuates every single moment, and it rides with it. Um, you know, you know when the Rebels are waiting for the Walkers to come. You know the Walkers, the Walker music. You know when Luke is uh, trying to, you know, uh, attack. Patton Delta, go now, uh, you know, and stuff like that. And you know the end of it. Uh, and you know, stormtroopers are entering the base. And dice, I forgot because I haven't played a battlefield in a couple of years, have incredible sound design skills. And so they've brought the little musical cues from that, from the film, into the game, along with amazing use of um, like the blaster sounds, the lightsaber sounds, explosion sounds, the sounds for those Gungan shields from Episode One, which you can have on the field. And just playing it, it felt like you were in Star Wars, you were playing this game more so than the old Battlefronts ever did. Um, using tactics, using different weapons, uh, trying to make sure you kind of capture these stations to do the wiring stuff, um, you know, running away from the 8080s as they loomed over you uh, slowly in the battlefield. Like, it was just an amazing, incredible experience. A lot of people I know complain about the Empire having a bit of an advantage in the Battle of Hoth stuff, but by the end of the beta, yeah. I actually found that the Rebels were winning a bit more because people actually freaked on to what the hell they actually had to do. So, um, you know, the Rebels were definitely capturing the posts. They were turning their attention to the uh, AT-80s, Imperial Walkers, you know, when they were vulnerable from the wiring bombs. People were getting slightly better with the fighters, so they were actually, you know, doing some runs of the, of the uh, Imperial Walkers during that time. And, uh, yeah, and it's just it's just absolutely incredible. Like, you're perfectly, perfect representation of the Battle of Hoth using... Dice's wonderful level design and gun design and sound design skills. Um, and it does not feel battlefieldy at all. Like it's a lot more arcadey with the power ups and the way you create your kind of like your loadout. Um, and I just thought it was wonderful. And I'm really looking forward to getting the full game uh, next month. But uh, uh, yeah, I think I should let someone else have a go saying now because um, uh, I just I, want, to say, yeah. I just had a quick question for you actually, Rob, because you were yes. you're you're so um, articulate with all that. Um, what what about, <laughs> what about um, Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker? Did you get ah, a go on them? I did not get a go on them, unfortunately. Ah, but okay. but, um, but. They, it was great. Like I never had a, a, a moment when I was playing as the Empire. Where I was like, shit, Luke Skywalker. Um, like you know, he appeared and he killed me sometimes, but. Um, I've ha I had several times when I was playing as the Rebels in the second phase of the match in the Echo Base. Uh, sorry, of uh, Hoth uh, Battle. Like, some of it, it takes place in Echo Base, which is the Rebels' base in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And, like, you know, 
you turn to the left or you turn to the right and like you know every fifth game suddenly Darth Vader's there with his lightsaber. You're like, ah, shit! <laughs> uh, and, like, you know, because Darth Vader is supposed to be a scary, powerful bad guy. They've spent the last 20 years trying to make him, you know, a bit more child-friendly. But uh, luckily, I think Disney have put out the edict that he's supposed to be scary again because he's been very scary in Star Wars Rebels. And, uh, yeah, he's just terrifying when you see him here and he's not on your team. Um, when you're a stormtrooper, you're like, oh, yes, Lord Vader's here, excellent. He's going to kill some stuff. Or when you're the rebels, it's like, yeah, Luke Skywalker's here. Yeah, he's going to bring us to victory. And like, it's, I just love that it somehow brings those different feelings. Or playing a video game where they're essentially the same person. Like, uh, just, I guess, because, you know, if you're a Star Wars fan, you know what they are. But actually, then seeing them in the field, um, it gives you kind of different opinions of them. You know, Vader yeah. still, they're both as powerful as each other, but like, Vader just seems that much more menacing because he just saunters over to you in a closed corridor. You're like, fuck, that guy is going to shaft a lightsaber straight up my rectum. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so no, he, he, but they, they're great. They're, they're wonderful. Um, it sounds like they work exactly as they did in Battlefront 2 where you have sort of a, well, in Battlefront 2, if you killed dudes, you would like replenish your time meter, which was the amount of time you had to play as the hero character. Whereas in this, I think you just have a finite amount of health. But you're hard to kill because you can reflect basically all laser blasts back at people. So, uh, yeah. Awesome. Right. That does sound awesome. I did see a funny yeah. video of Luke Skywalker getting squashed by, uh, getting stepped on by one of those uh, AT-AT things. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, funny. there was a lot of that. I think the best Luke Skywalker video I've seen was um, he pushed a stormtrooper um, and it flew into the path of a TIE fighter. Killed stormtrooper and the TIE fighter exploded as well. So, uh um, and people love to, um, uh, and it's, it's easier in the rebel ships, but if you kind of go really f- close to the deck yeah. and kind of pull up as you, um, get close to like the hero characters, you can splat them with your vehicle without actually hitting the ground. So, um, yeah, <laughs> amazing oh. stuff. Brilliant. Um, cheers for that, Rob. Um, nice. uh, Ben, uh, you've had, you've had a little bit of time of it. What did you think? Well, I had a little bit of time of it just before the, uh, the beta launched uh, Eurogamer with Steven. Oh, yeah. Uh, we just died constantly because we w- couldn't work out what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it's like that. Yeah. It, was, it was like a lot of other, you know, FPS third-person shooter yeah. games where the first few matches you just, I have no idea what I'm doing, yeah. we're just going to get killed. And then you, suddenly, you, you eventually get used to it, but yeah. Uh, but when I got to play at home, it was a lot of fun. I did enjoy it. Uh, although I did goof up a little bit just in the turret chewing the legs even though I didn't have to just because I like the sound effect of the laser so I ended up going yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, so I ended up running I, I, I won a few matches I lost a few matches I did enjoy I got to rank 5 which was the yeah. match you could get um, I enjoyed the jetpack a lot um, so yeah I did yeah. enjoy the game but I'm not sure if I'd purchase it when it comes out <gasps> oh really? yeah Sacred. As much as I enjoyed it, I I, I can't. I, there's too many games out in November for me to decide if I want to purchase it for full price. Fair enough. Um, oh, okay. If the, if it was a nice, you know, if it was a different time of year, then yeah, I would jump on it straight away. I would buy it if it had a single player campaign because I would have loved yeah. to have enjoyed that. Even though I probably still get it because I I I uh, it's, it looks too good to miss out on. But I really wish it had a single player mode. Oh, I wish it did as well, but it's yeah. just too crowded that time of the month anyway. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Good game, but yeah, I'm not wait. sure yet whether you're going to buy it. Cool. Yeah, I'll buy it, just not yeah. not yet. Yeah. Right away. 
cool. No, it's true. No, but I mean, October and November especially, they're just chock of locks. So there we go. Uh, Gary, are you there? Do you want to add something? Oh, yes, I'm here. Cool, cool. Do you want to um, tell us your experience with Battlefront quickly? Um, I was uh, actually really surprised about how actually how, how much fun I actually had with it. Um, I'm with Rob when it comes to um, the details they added into the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very yeah. authentic, uh, especially the sounds. Dice is very good with their sound design, like he said. Um, I'm a sucker for snow, as some of you guys will know. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm so shocked. <laughs> like like the glistening of the snow when you look at it from up close the shiny like it would have been great if it blinded you too when the sun hit it that'd be <laughs> that'd, that'd have been a very <laughs> frost engine thing wouldn't it so yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah seriously um but yeah um it, it it was fun i liked playing the hoth battle i did not like the pod uh game mode the the six yeah. on six i think it was yeah um, i just feel like it, the game is better when it's wide open yeah. like the hospital was. Uh, just up close, it just feels too much like any other regular FPS. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, like, everybody, like, after the first three or four matches, everybody knows the best places to hide. Everybody knows everything about the map. Yeah, so it would get to a point where it was like, oh, the next pod's coming down, and then instantly the bad guys or the, the opposite team have, like, got, already got there because they know where it was falling and they've got to it. And I was like, ah, that's a bit annoying. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, the, the Hoth battle was fun. Um, I didn't get to play with Luke or Darth, which made me sad. Um, I did get killed by them quite a bit. <laughs> uh, there's one kill where I was blasting Darth Vader, and uh, he randomly just turns around and just like, you know, forces me, picks me up, and just like kills me. And it was sad. Um, I got a lightsaber thrown at me three times. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I got to, uh, take control of one of the AT-AT walkers. Yeah. I decimated a lot of fools with that thing. That, that's God. really great. At the very end of the third phase, like, you're just on this wide open expanse. And, um, yeah. I, I got, I got about 15 kills in the AT-AT with, like, the main guns <laughs> underneath. Just because they're, they're explosive, they got a radius, and so you can shoot near a trench. Yeah. And, like, some rebel dudes would get killed. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was an amazing feeling of power. Right at the end, though, so, like, it's at a point where... Not much is going on. You may be, might be able to get like one or two extra wiring bombers going on, but if you're not going to win at that point, you're not going to win. So yeah, yeah, it was great stuff. Um, that that last phase was was very interesting to me because like when you spawn in the third phase as the rebels, yeah, you just this wide open area, and I'm just yeah. sitting there like now I know how they felt during Normandy Beach. This is terrible. <laughs> Christ, this is this yeah. wide open area where you just die instantly. Yeah. Uh, and. But yeah, it was it was fun. You know, I enjoyed. It. I like the power up system. I like the card system. Uh, it really makes you pick and choose what what you want. Do you want a grenade? Do you want a jetpack? Um, it all has its advantages and disadvantages. So yeah. I do also really like the. Um, I guess the the fact that everything recharges for you. Yeah, it's, it's um, just a I like sick that you don't have to reload your What was that? Uh, do you mean like the fact that the um your secondary weapon like kind of has a cooldown rather than being oh you only have seven shots with this yes exactly yeah. that and the fact like your grenades just recharge like you throw one yeah you wait, like 10 seconds and you can throw another one it's like Good. oh i only get one grenade in the whole match until i die like in battlefield you know 
Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. I, I really did. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it, it surprised me. It really did. It really changed my mind whether I want to buy it or not. Um, I might. <laughs> but the, the problem for me with it is the two levels that we got to play are the two levels they've been showing off the most. And I'm pretty sure they're the two that they work the most on for the beta for people to play. And that's yeah. not yeah. really telling how well the other levels are going to play. No, yeah, I think from playing with the Starfighters in Hoth level, I'm very interested in their, like, um, uh, <clears throat> like whatever Starfighter mode they've got, the Air Force mode. I can't really they call it now. But, um, yeah, like, I want more stuff like Hoth, like uh, Battlefield-style mm-hmm. rush maps um, uh, with uh, objectives. I think they could do a good end-all like that. Um, I used to play a, a mod for Battlefield 2142 called First Strike. That had a, uh, it had like um, in fact that was the one I think that had rush stuff before any other battlefield. Like twenty forty two had the Titan mode, um, and they had a great battle of Endor thing. We had to kind of push all the way to the um, the final bit as rebels to win or something like that. And I think they could do that really well in this game. But if it's just all oh, capture the point or keep the point, it's like oh you know I can play any other game for that. I want Hoth. I want Star Warsy stuff. You know. Also, yeah, exactly. the season pass is a bit of a bit of a chunker what was it 50 quid or something 50 dollars yeah. so that's about 40 dollars like a 40 quid yeah, yeah. So, they just like... keep going up and up soon there's going to be a hundred dollars well this race can be 60 dollars for the game and 60 dollars for the season pass yeah yeah <laughs> it's ridiculous yeah i agree with you on that um Cool. Well, cheers for the um, Battlefield talk there, guys. Um, I, I'm actually kind of disappointed I missed out on it, but I, I, I do want to, at some point, get this game, even though it might not be straight away, as Ben said. Um, great. Um, oh, and to cap it off as well, I had a Star Wars marathon on Sunday with my mates, 13 <laughs> hours, watching every single episode, which was fantastic. <laughs> I, will, I, did, I did that when I finished university. I basically spent the next day eating pizza and watching Star Wars films. Yeah, so that pizza was very, as yeah. well, which was obviously for someone, as you know, who strict, adheres to quite strict, strict diet. You know, strict diet was just actually was absolutely bloody heaven. It was. Oh, <laughs> were, you, were you sat there sort of doing push-ups while the movie was going on? Were you yeah, watching well, the TV? Yeah. Like, oh, I've had a slice of pizza. I'll just do 50 sit-ups and some press-ups. Oh, they're, they're, ju- they're, they're just in the uh, space worm. I'll do some squats. It's fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they have the pizza on your head so you can sort of yeah sit up and grab it have a bite yeah oh, uh, Anakin and Padme are talking I'm just going to go do some you know uh, some bench press bench I'll press back in 10 minutes, so uh, yeah yeah oh no it's great although I don't know who I don't know who I dislike more now Jar Jar Binks or the Ewoks after watching them again <laughs> oh. oh man I, I love like oh, the Ewoks yeah, um, actually one of the things this isn't sort of raised the Battlefront at all because uh, the Stormtroopers are what you play as in Battlefront but like you know the joke in uh you know in geek circles that ah, stormtroopers stormtroopers can't shoot anything they can't shoot for shit they're yeah. terrible yeah and i mean like i i get the joke you know it's their 70s and 80s action films based on 50 serials they've got hero armor they're not going to be hit by stormtroopers but you know in the star wars canon they're supposed to be good shots like yeah. obi-wan himself says in episode four like uh but these blast marks too accurate for sand people this kind of uh, precision can only be done by stormtroopers, and um, you know, in other EU stuff, they've always been you know good shots, good soldiers. Yeah. But um, recently, uh, I read one of the new canon novels, Star Wars Aftermath, and like they've 
they've been bringing this like Star Wars can't shoot for shit. Uh, sorry, stormtroopers can't shoot for shit oh, into right. actual Star Wars canon. And I'd like no, like I get it in Star Wars Rebels because it's a kids show, but yeah. not for the rest of Star Wars when these are scary men who will shoot you dead for looking the wrong way. So yeah, but at least you know what we. Oh yeah. Um, uh, so I was saying that a lot of people are like, oh, you know, well the Ewoks all killed them, like. The Ewoks almost yeah. ate Luke Skywalker, a very powerful Jedi, you know. <laughs> yeah, that was a good point, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, the only reason he told Han not to shoot the Ewoks was because there was about 50 of them all sh- pointing arrows at him. Han Solo would have been dead before he'd shot more than three Ewoks, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good point. yeah, they were going to eat him, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, as a, as a sacrifice of their... Um, their god C-3PO. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's a good point. Also, I want to add, I just want to add a little thing to this. Yeah? If these stormtroopers were as deadly and accurate as they're supposed to be in the canon, then there would be no movie. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, like... Oh, you know, no! It's, it's, there's it's, Luke! It's, bang! It's hero armor, you know, James Bond never gets yeah. shot. Yeah. Heroes don't get shot. It's just the way it was. Like yeah. I know, you know, I, I get the joke about it in yeah. Hero in real life, but bringing it into actual Star Wars, don't please let's yeah. not do that. Let's not do that. Please don't do that. No, no. <laughs> in, um, anime, yeah. I know Naruto is called Plot No Jutsu. All right. Yeah. yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I agree with you on that. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's move on to some reviews now. Um. First up, we got uh, Metal Gear Online for the PS4, reviewed by Tim Nunes. Uh, he gave us a 7 out of 10. Uh, final word is, uh, the internet connection of a host is the deciding factor in how good the experience in, is in Metal Gear Online. Even with a stellar multiplayer on paper, the limitations enacted by the lack of dedicated servers keep us from being what it could and should have been. Uh, he, however, liked the immersive perk system, uh, local, uh, locations revitalized the multiplayer, have we disliked the uh, fact the victory often uh, often favours the host uh, in in quotation marks host shotty um, and the party system and matchmaking which are quite poor. So uh, I'm not quite sure means why host shotty. Uh, if anyone's played that, then um, they can maybe elaborate. But um, well, I've never played that, but normally it means that because the host has a slight advantage. Yeah. If you use a weapon like a shotgun, where you're going to pretty much insta kill, you'll always oh, have God. a chance to you know, yeah. Yeah, you'll always sure. have the advantage because the host, yeah, yeah, the host shoots uh, first. The, ho- the host doesn't have lag when he's the host, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, God, I've had enough shotgun kills on Destiny. The host shot first. Host shot first. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, it's another one, isn't it? Um, uh, next up we have um, this is a mouthful. Dragon Quest Heroes: The World Trees Woes and the Blight Below review. Uh, this is given a seven point five again by Tim. I summarised uh, lax depth, but Dragon Quest Heroes' quirky narrative, colourful visuals, and easy-to-grasp combat makes it a family-friendly RPG with plenty of character. Uh, he likes the various combat styles. Uh, the perfect fam- it's a perfect family game, and using monsters against monsters. However, he disliked the simplistic combat, uh, the need to farm, and lacks genuine RPG depth. I actually played this game, believe it or not. I played well. I played a preview of it for about an hour at Square Enix a couple of weeks ago. Well, actually, more like a month ago now. God, time flies. Um, actually, no, it was probably two months ago. God, time flies. <laughs> um, I I actually really really enjoyed it. Um, I actually thought the combat was a lot deeper than uh, Tim seemed to think, but obviously he had the full game, so he can judge it from 
an overall experience, but I was actually surprised by how deep it did seem. There seemed to be quite a lot of text and different combinations you do, especially because you use different characters. You're encouraged to switch between them. And if you mix everything up, there's quite a lot of different moves and styles you can do. So I thought it was quite, um, I think it was quite enjoyable in that sense. But yeah, um, I agree with him what he was saying about the, uh, the um, visuals and the um, family friendly nature of it is a really good game. It is a really good fun game. The script is brilliant as well. The voice acting as well is really good fun. So there's some really great characters in there. Um, yeah. So um, I don't know if any of you guys this at all or heard of it. Yeah, I have a copy of it. Oh, of course. Yeah. What do you think, Ben? I love it. I, I don't agree with the combat. I kind of like. I think it's quite in depth, really. Yeah, I, I thought it was quite. Um, yeah. I did. I did think it was quite had a bit of depth to it. I, yeah. Obviously, mine was just an experience for an hour, so I, I don't think yeah. I'm fair enough. I'm not. You know, I haven't played the whole yeah. game, but yeah. Um, I put in about fifteen hours. Oh, wicked! I was the first person to get most of the trophies as well, which was funny. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, I definitely like it. Uh, the combat is a bit. Yeah, I don't know. Once you got the summoning system, I kind of like it. Oh, cool! Um, I don't know if you had the summoning in your demo. Um, I oh god, I'm just trying to remember. I don't think I think the only thing I can remember is using this really powerful attack that you have when the bar goes uh, up or something. Oh no! Later on, you get a monster summoning thing. Oh where, no, I didn't see that. No, I didn't after, get that. when you kill enemies, they drop coins. Then you, the coins stack at the bottom. And then yeah. if you press up on the keypad, you summon the monster as your teammate. Oh, sorry, summon the monster. Yeah, no, yeah. I got that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I put the little slimes around to protect the generators yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that yeah. was good. That was good fun. The combat uh, was, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, no, it was really good. Um, I, I'd buy it. Um, um, next up, we have um, Bedlam, PS4 review by Neil Bolt. Uh, final, uh, he gave us a 5 out of 10. Uh, he, uh, he summarised, Bedlam Towns are really interesting and genuinely funny tale. So it's a shame that then a few will stick around to hear all of it because the game itself is so lacking in joy. Uh, he like uh, the writing is well done, uh, the voice acting is good. Uh, some neat homages to game and history. Heavy disliked, uh, badly handled opening. Uh, the game is really enjoyable to play, and the mechanics are filly and skittish throughout. Uh, that was a five out of ten for Bedlam, so that's a bit of a disappointment there. Um, next up, we have all. Oh, we have Wasteland 2 Director's Cut PS4 review, again by Mr. Neil Bolt, who I'm amazed has been able to churn all these uh, reviews when he has a new baby in the family. Even he is <laughs> amazed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, congratulations there to Neil, if I haven't already said that in the podcast. Um, we'll just get on to the... Um, I, I, I keep saying this every week. I really do miss the go to score and it saves a lot of scrolling around and flipping. Oh, I do. Yeah, of a page, but he gave us an 8.5 out of 10. Uh, he summarized uh, Imperfections aside, Wasteland 2 is a compelling, bleak, and darkly hilarious post apocalyptic RPG that adds something a little different to the PS4's roster. Uh, he enjoyed the well written and dark comic. Uh, freedom of choice is liberating. Uh, the impressive maps, keyboard, and mouse controls to a dual shock. Uh, sorry, maps, keyboard to dual shock, yeah. So I've obviously made the transition quite well there. Uh, dislikes include uh, the UI, that's user interface, isn't exactly optimised for television. Uh, television, sorry, uh, A lot of information to take in, and the story takes a backseat to the characters. Um, that was Wasteland 2 Director's Cut. Um, we have a lot of reviews this week. Impressive. Next up, we have, I think some will be quite impressed at this, uh, or happy, should I say, Transformers Devastation PS4 review by Benjamin Shillabier Hall. Who is he? Who is he? Yeah, this is um, uh, Ben churned this out 
in good time. I'm, I'm just totally fluffing this out while I just moved. <laughs> <laughs> uh, blah, blah, yeah. uh, ben, you gave us an eight. Uh, eight good work adding them. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you gave us an eight out of ten. Um, final word. Fast-paced and fun, Transformers Devastation captures the spirit of a TV series with its impressive fluid combat and range of devastating auto moves. Uh, shame the campaign is a bit on the short side, however. Uh, you liked the combat system is flawless. Nice. Uh, system is a nice addition. Uh, the campaign is fast-paced, exciting, and fun. Uh, however, dislikes include the fact the campaign is certainly too short and the lack of playable Decepticons. Uh, so you liked this then? Right? Yeah, I did. It was, yeah. it was a lot of fun. It sounded like it was a nice, fun little short game. Well, I'll, 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 I'll make it that easy. It's, it's by Platinum Games. Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And and, and yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't think it's time, sold budget so. though, is it? I think it's. Um, for- I thought it was, like it was like thirty quid, wasn't it? I think it's forty. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I don't know. It's it's still good though. I give it that. Yeah. Yeah. But wait, wait until it goes at down in price. Are you telling me I can't play as Megatron? No, you cannot play as Megatron. Megatron. I'm not playing. I don't want <laughs> this game. <laughs> you can't play the entire game as Grimlock, though, which is what I did. Yeah, but I can't play as Starscream, so yeah. what's even the point? You know, I know. Yeah. It, it, that is... Decepticons, man. That's why... That's why I took a whole that. point it called, off. It was called Formers War 4 and Fall of Cybertron. Yeah. <laughs> well, this ends with a cliffhanger, so chances are maybe the next game... Well, it's probably it's sold well and done well, so there probably will be a sequel. Plus, you know, yeah. it's the kind of game that Platinum makes just to pay the bills. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, there's a cliffhanger um, where someone else is waking up, so chances are the yeah. Autobots and Decepticons work together. Oh, is it like? Oh, is it? Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Fair enough. yeah so, I can only guess who would that would be. <coughs> Unicron. <coughs> no, I wish. I wish. Oh, was it not Unicron? Then? Oh, fair no. Enough. Uh, the Insecticons. No, they're the main villain of this game, really. Oh, okay. It's some guy called Nova Prime, which is from the uh, comic books of G1. Uh, Just like ruining the whole game now. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. uh, Let's move on. Uh, Gary, it's good. (laughs) It's a good job you actually came back, Gary, because this next review is your review of The Witcher 3 Hearthstone. Um, An expansion for The Witcher 3. Uh, Did you review The Witcher 3, Gary? The original. No, I did not. Kyle reviewed the. All right, cool. I believe we gave that a pretty damn good score, from what I remember. Although I don't have it in front of me right now. Oh, excellent! Great, 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 great. Um, You gave this a nine point five out of ten. Final word: uh, a stunning expansion to a fantastic game. Hearts of Stone builds expertly on the Witcher universe by introducing a compelling story and memorable battles. Cool. Uh, you enjoyed the great story and characters. Uh, the new enemies and bosses are a blast to fight, and the potential rune words. Uh, sorry, the potential potential of rune words and glyph words. Uh, the one negative you had was rune words and glyph words will bankrupt you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you really enjoyed this, Gary? Then I really enjoyed it. It was so well done. It it really felt like an actual like full on game. I mean, you get about 10 hours worth of new story content that's focused completely separately from um, the main core story of the Wild Hunt. Um, and the fact that it's $10, which I probably should have mentioned in the review, um, $10 for a full-on expansion pack wow, that good. lasts over 10 hours is incredible for a developer like like this to put, on, for, to put out. That so, is awesome. Yeah, $10 for 10 hours. Hmm. Yeah, it's fantastic stuff. I mean, it's just, it, when you look at it, like, we talked about Battlefront, they're charging $50 for their expansion pass. 
you know, or for their season pass. And then you look at this and you're just like, there's no reason you have to charge me $50 when they only charge me 24 for the two that they're planning to release. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's great stuff. But yeah, like I said, the story is fantastic. Um, I actually think it's better than the, than the story of the core game uh, of the entire wild hunt story. Um, enemies are super fun to fight uh, a lot of different techniques uh they implemented to fight them now um yeah um i i just don't know how much more positive things i can say about this expansion if you have the game and you love it it's it's a no-brainer to get this expansion pack awesome man cheers for that gary certainly sounds yeah. like it a 9.5 out of 10 speaks volume um last but not least we One have second. Neil Bo- oh i yeah. hope your cuts edition arrives soon gary so do I. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> nice one. That was pretty cool, Ben, getting him back. Um, last but not least, we have a Nilbot's review of Minecraft Story Mode, Episode 1, The Order of the Stone Review. I didn't actually know this was out yet, so this would be interesting. 7.5 out of 10, Neil gave this. Uh, he summarised, uh, Order of the Stone continues Telltale's run of strong opening episodes to this series. The drawbacks are mainly down to a weak supporting cast and that air of familiarity that gets more fetid with each passing Telltale series. I can understand what he means by that because they do seem to be dipping into everything lately. Um, he liked to have a good family-friendly story, warm appreciation, warm appreciation of Minecraft, Minecraft fandom, and Jesse is an immensely likable hero figure. However, he disliked the fact it's the same old Telltale formula of uh, a weak supporting cast and non-Minecraft fans are not, to get into, are not going to get the same fun from it. Uh, and that wraps up our reviews. We had quite a lot this week. Um, that was quite impressive. Um, well, obviously... My, my review of your review roundup, Mike, is a 9 out of 10. Oh, thank you. 9 out of 10. That's brilliant. I will aim to get a 9.5 next time you're on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what, what were the dislikes? And the likes. Oh, the likes are uh, Mike's uh, magnetic personality, his uh, <laughs> wonderful physique, his uh, great uh, elucidation of the review stuff. Negatives, um, not enough reviews of any Sonic the Hedgehog games. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Thank you, Rob. Uh, brilliant. Um, yeah, well, as I said, uh, that was great. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, we, uh, we've obviously had a lot of reviews because it's that time of the year, and I can guarantee that next month is going to be even busier. So, um, yeah, uh, there's going to be a lot of busy bees working their fingers to the bone, um, producing a lot of reviews. And hopefully I'll be able to get my um, teeth into something soon. Hopefully I should be reviewing Life is Strange Episode 5. Because I'm absolutely loving that oh, series. Gosh, yeah, I, I I bought it all on PC. I've only played the first pe- uh, the first pizza, the first episode, and I really <laughs> loved it. I isn't it, to... it? It's great, isn't it? Isn't it brilliant? I can't wait. It's yeah. It's ruining me because um, <coughs> pardon me. Um, I, I for the last few years, yeah. I've been playing games where if they give me a choice, I live with my choice. Yeah. Um, but now life is strange is making me rethink that because. You can see which choice you think is best uh-huh. and then just go with it anyway. And I kind of like that to a degree, but because it's making me think in a different way. But um, yeah, I just need to play it more. So yeah, Ooh, life is strange. Oh, man, you can't do that in The Witcher 3, man. You make a choice in that game, you won't see the consequences of your choice for like 20 to 25 hours later. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> and that's the thing is, I, I kind of prefer doing that because um, especially ever since I played the first Mass Effect and I accidentally let Caden die, um, and I was like, "Crap! I let the space racist live. I hate her. I hate Ashley." 
But then through the next couple of games, because I disliked her, it made her a much better character to me. I was like, okay, I think I'm going to start living with my decisions in video games now. So, uh, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, when I play Life is Strange, I live with the choice. I haven't replayed the game for the trophies because I want to live with the choices I've made because I want to see what ending I get rather than just constantly replaying it and then knowing. Well, yeah. Rob, all I can say is you will def- if you get a chance to finish the others in, um, as soon as you can, then do so. Because obviously, I'm not going to spoil it. But episode, the way episode four en- ended was just amazing. I mean, that that thing, that that series just gets stronger and stronger. And you know, some some episodic games they have like a f- sort of a dip in the middle or whatever. And some episodes aren't as good as others. Maybe this just gets better and better and better as it goes on. Seriously. Plus, Mexican chili returns for episode four. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, seriously, man, you're, you if you liked episode one, you will love the rest. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 for me, it's one of the games of the year for me as a whole. Obviously, obviously, I can't judge it fair enough because five hasn't <laughs> come out. But so far, hell yeah, yeah, it's definitely. I, I've got so many little creative projects going on. I've got a busy month of work next month, yeah. so uh, I'll try and fit it in. But yeah, yeah, yeah maybe Christmas. Else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cool. Uh, well, um, we obviously this has been a longer podcast, so we're, we're, we'll go over this quite quickly. Um, um, but um, I, I want to make sure we get get it done. Uh, what we've been playing. Um, I'm going to start off with someone else other than myself to give myself a rest. Um, scro- uh, crop, Rob. Since oh. you're our guest, um, <laughs> I'll start with you, Rob. What have you been playing lately? Well. Uh... Uh, I don't know if you heard this game called Star Wars Battlefront. Um, oh, yes. It's a really great game. Uh, Is it from that indie studio? Yeah, DICE. Uh, great sound design, great everything like that. Um, other than that, I've actually been playing a lot of Mario Maker, Super Mario Maker. Oh, what is um, that like? Ah, oh, so it's crap, but good. It's amazing, but terrible. Um, really? Yeah, let, let me explain. Like, yeah, please do. <laughs> um, so I actually kind of like, I really like Little Big Planet games back in the day. Like, You can't really talk about Mario Maker without talking about Little Big Planet because those were like they kind of popularized the concept of making your own game in a game sort of thing, like giving you the tools or what have you. Unfortunately, they gave me too many tools, so I never actually ended up making a game a level with it. Like both My Little Planets, I've got like a half-finished massive level that I never actually got to properly finish. Um, but in Mario Maker, though, because you're a lot more constrained with what you can do, um, you know, you can just pump out a quick, fun level in about 10 minutes. And I've done that before, and they've been quite good. Um but the main draw of Mario Maker is um, the whole, oh, you know, as well as making your own levels, which are, which is great, is the 100 Mario Challenge, which is how you actually play other people's levels, which Little Planet didn't, I don't think, have. At least one or two didn't have. There was no way just to kind of play a selection of levels uh, served to you by the internet, whereas this is what Mario Maker can do for you. Problem is, it's really... Uh, showing off how no one knows how to design video games. So, uh, <laughs> like, you'll, you'll play, like, 8 or 16 levels, and, like, the majority of them will be a bit crap, or everyone's decided, oh, you know, I'm going to make a hard level, and so they make it so it's ridiculously hard, and only they know how to complete it, and it's like, yeah, I get it, but I'm bored of that now. Um, and I think I've made some good levels. Uh, like, I just love the fact that... Um, it's so easy to build and test your stuff. Um, you know, you put a few blocks down, you can press play, and Mario will just drop where he is, and you can you know, test a bit out. So um, uh, I like to call it rapid level prototyping. Um, and uh, <clears throat> I've made a shoot uh, 'em up level um, where you kind of fly around in a clown car with a fire flower shooting some stuff, and then you infiltrate a base and drop some bombs on Bowser Jr., and then you uh, have a final showdown with Bowser um in a clown car and then you have to escape the base that explodes and stuff and that was quite fun uh, i've got a level where 
um, you enter a pipe, uh, and then you see the Fraser, uh, the Fraser logo, and you play like a weird Fraser game level. And at the end, you get like the ending theme of um, tossed salads and scrambled eggs played in Mario Maker for you, which um, took me ages to do. Uh, and uh, I've got like a level where it automatically play one one for you. Um, so the, the stuff you can do with it is like amazing. Like literally, the only there are incredible limits with the tools you have because you can only do so much with it. Like it's not this big planet where you can give uh, like if this happens then that. Like literally, all your all you can do is um, kind of like the P switch to change things to coins. The enemies have their own AI, but like you can't change the AI or their behavior or anything like that. So it's a lot more simplistic. So you kind of got to think within the constraints of Mario Maker to do um, whatever you want to do. Like I think the last level I made and the last level I'm going to make for a while because I'm kind of out of ideas at the moment was this like non-linear puzzle level where you have to complete four tasks in any order to unlock this hub area to then leave and finish the game. And, like, <clears throat> that's not what you're supposed to be able to do in Mario Maker, but with enough wrestling and um, playing about, that's exactly what you can do with it. And it's just nice to see that, um, you know, Nintendo opening up to you. They think, though, that this is, like, the big Mario game for the Wii U of t- 2015, and it's not. It's really not. Like, they, they, I think they put too much onto Mario Maker being the big Wii U game of this year, and it's just not really hitting it because when you play it online you get like about 50 like boring automatic levels followed by some six-year-old's attempts sort of thing which is fine you know they're six-year-old they can do whatever they want but all the levels just aren't very well designed and it's very hard to find good ones Uh, and the only way to promote your good ones if you're a popular youtuber or if you do a lot of automatic levels and people star those and yeah it's you know i think they need to improve um, uh, like you know, the way you can search for levels, the way you can see levels. But uh, otherwise, you know, the, the building levels is great because you got the four styles, which you might know of. It's got uh, you can play games: Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers Three, Super Mario World, or New Super Mario Brothers U. So you got you know, three D right. graphics and a little spin jump and what have you. Um, but uh, like you know, they all have the same amount of tools. You each have. Um, like a special power up for each style. So you've got the raccoon leaf for um, Mario Brothers 3, the cape feather for Mario World, the stupid propeller hat for <laughs> Mario Brothers U, and then the, the amiibo costumes for uh, the normal Mario Brothers, which is quite cool. Um, I've seemed to have about 18 amiibos now, so I've got a few costumes from those. Um, and uh, those are kind of cool. And then you get like uh, Goomba shoes, which are in Mario Brothers 3 and Mario Brothers and Yoshi's and Super Mario World and New Super Mario Brothers and everything else can go in there. You can put things in cloud cars and you can put things in cannons and you can make cannons shoot faster and, you know, there's a lot of really cool things you can do. Um, like my flatmate spent like two days just experimenting with the things you could do with the game um, and we still, we're still finding stuff out. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, it's just there needs to be a better way <laughs> of playing and finding good levels and a better way to search levels to be honest as well. So uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the only real downside, unfortunately, but the level creation stuff is, is wonderful. It's, it's very Nintendo, you know, it's perfectly polished. So yeah. Epic. Sounds yeah. cool. Cheers for that, man. It does <laughs> sound interested actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like you can make some really cool stuff. So yeah, as I said, you know, puzzle level, which I'm really proud of. I took me ages to do. Uh, I've, only got a couple of automatic levels one is i said the automatic one one i've got 
the Steven Universe theme. I've got a complaint on uh, thingy because, uh, as everyone who listened to PSU One Chain should know, that Steven Universe is the best cartoon going on right now. So, uh, um, yeah, uh, my weird Frasier one, which is just supposed to be dumb. Uh, my Sonic one, where you have the Sonic costume, and um, yeah, just loads of weird stuff. And uh, you know, could be better, could be better, but there's some great stuff in it. Awesome, great. <laughs> um, anything else at all? Uh, I was playing a lot of Hearthstone on my iPad, but that's just Hearthstone, so no one really cares about that. Uh, <laughs> um, there we go. Yeah, that, that's that's really it for the moment because um, I've been a bit busy with work and I don't tend to play more than one game at the moment. I'll be, I've had a few books to read, so that's what I've been doing at night rather than playing games on my 3DS or PS Vita or anything like that. So yeah, awesome, cool, man. Cheers for that. No um, uh, Ben, how about you? Uh, I've been playing a lot of Destiny recently. I beat yeah. the raid twice this week. Uh, beat as my Titan, beat as my Warlock. Uh, I've done the Nightfall for the week on my Titan. I still need to do it on my Warlock. Right. I also played <laughs> 5 this week, <laughs> um, which was also a lot of fun. Um, and I also spent some time on Dragon Quest Heroes. Um, which was a lot of fun. I couldn't actually talk about that either because I was embargoed. Um, but yeah, that was a good game. Um, and Transformers, cool. of course. A lot of time with Transformers. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Would, would you say that they're robots in disguise and yeah. they more than meets the eye? The game was definitely more than meets the eye. That okay, is for certain. <laughs> cool. Now we'll roll out to Gary. Yeah. <laughs> Gary, what have you been playing? <laughs> Roll out to Gary. That's awesome. Um, uh, well, I've been playing The Witcher 3, um, obviously for the expansion review, but I'm also continuing because I'm still trying to get the Platinum Trophy in that. Um, one more to go, and I'll, I'll be there. Um, that I'm playing... What else am I playing? Man. Uh, Mario Kart 8. Mario Kart 8. So, yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's a great I, game. It's just, it's just too much fun to not play that <laughs> game. It's the most infuriatingly frustrating game I think I've played in the last twenty years. But I absolutely love. Are, are you playing the two hundred CC mode by any chance? Oh yeah, <laughs> it's funny, I can't go back to the old modes because it's so slow now. I it just is, can't yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, my friends and I played it over the weekend, and I've come to the conclusion that. No matter how good you are in that game, the AI is always going to be better than you. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're stacked against you a bit, I guess, from programming. <laughs> that and the fact that when I'm getting coins, when I'm like in seventh and ninth place, and they're getting like a blue shell in third place. Yeah. That's some bullcrap right there. <laughs> But it's still a blast. It's still so much fun to play. Um, I I just can't get bored of that game, especially when you're playing with your friends. Um, yeah, it's 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 the best Mario Kart. So yeah, <laughs> easily. Yeah, it's great. It's great stuff. I wish the battle mode was better, but yeah, it, that is a bit lacking. But I think the racing is just so perfect in this one compared to the others. So, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm hoping there's gonna be more DLC for. It. I know they said they're planning to do more DLC. Um, oh, are they? Because, yeah, I would love that. Um, although I, I do have sitting right in front of me the uh, complete soundtrack, which I guess would not be complete if they added more music. So, um, yeah. 
Yeah, so I'm hoping that they haven't decided to go against that since Iowata passed away. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah. All the DLC for Mario Kart was great. Like, um, uh, oh, it was know, fantastic. The, it was great. Like, I mean, all the, all the characters, you know, the characters I really care about was the levels, you know, the, the Zelda level was great. I loved both of the F-Zero levels. In fact, I think 200cc on those two F-Zero levels is the closest we're ever going to get to a new F-Zero, I think. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the F-Zero level. I love what they did with the Zelda level, where they changed everything for it to yeah. be Zelda. Like, the yeah, coins to, to, are rupees now. Rupees, rupees, and then you yeah. when you hit an item box, it does the... Um, uh, the da 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 sound effect. Da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-da. Uh, they, they actually put bells in the... Um, uh, the Animal Crossing level as well. Like, there weren't coins, there were bells, which was really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it's just great stuff what they did with that DLC. Yeah, just... uh, I'm hoping they do more, I really do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And besides those two, I've been playing... Uh, I went back to start playing Wild Arms on my Vita again. Um, for those who don't know, I play that game once a year, kind of like you do with Resident Evil 2, Mike. All right. <laughs> Um, but for me, it's Wild Arms. It was the first RPG uh, I actually ever played. Um, and it's the RPG that got me into the RPG. So I kind of made it a habit to play it at least once a year now. Um, so I'm going through that now. Um, and I I think that's it, actually. Cool, man. Sounds oh, good. Man Legends. I'm still playing Mega Man Legends. <laughs> oh, I love cool, that. cool, cool, cool. Sweet. Well, um, I've been, um, I have been playing that many games lately. I don't know why. I've just been busy doing other stuff and everything. I don't know. Just um, taking it easier. But I have been on Destiny a lot, though. Um, just uh, mostly doing the dailies and stuff when I can. And um, I teamed up with Ben today to try the Nightfall. We, we were a man lacking, though, so we couldn't really um, uh, finish in time. Although we probably would have been, wouldn't we? It's just we, um, you had stuff to I do. I was hungry. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, we gave it a good good attempt, so that was cool. Um, I'm really enjoying the new Crucible modes, like Elimination. That's one of my favourites, that is. It's a lot more strategic, um, so I kind of um, I enjoy that. I've also been playing Resident Evil 2 on the Vita. Um, so, um, I'm obviously, it goes without saying that I'm enjoying that. I've just got up to the part where um, Will Smith, or should I say Marvin Branner, um, turns into a zombie uh, playing as Leon. So, um I'll be. I really want to get um, my teeth into some of the other PS One games I've got on there, like Tomb Raider and the other Resident Evil's as well. So I'm really looking forward to doing that. Um, uh, did you have probably... fun with that glitch? By the way, I showed you during the nightfall. Oh, oh that was great! <laughs> yeah, that was brilliant. What uh. a great glitch! Just driving through the scenery. <laughs> oh, that was great. Um, yeah, that's about all actually at the moment. I'm probably going to. Um, I managed to get one game of War Thunder in. I'm probably going to cut down on Destiny a bit more and just focus on. Fight, uh, teaming up with friends and stuff because the single player stuff gets a bit tiring after a while. But I'm still kind of, I'm still at that stage where I haven't really, haven't even finished all of it yet. So I'm still doing okay <clears throat> at the moment. But yeah, that's about it. Um, wow, that's been a long podcast, guys. Very, very good though. Um, we should probably start wrap, uh, wrapping up now. I think. Um, before we go, um, we'll just discuss how to contact us if you want to. Uh, if you want to email the podcast in general, you can contact us at podcast.psu.com. If you want to email me, just send me an email at mike.harridance at psu.com. Uh, Rob, are you okay to give out contact details? Yes. You can, uh, yes. 
uh, catch me on Twitter at Rob Thez, uh, R-O-B-T-H-E-Z. That's Romeo Oscar Bravo, Tango Hotel Echo Zulu. Yeah. Um, you, you know, I talk about lots of really random crap. So a uh, bit of video games, a bit of Raspberry Pi stuff. Um, hit me up if you want to play my really awesome puzzle level. Like I generally think it's one of the best things you'll play on Mario Maker. Uh, I'll give you the ID code for it. Um, otherwise, yeah, check out the Magpie and Raspberry Pi. We do really cool stuff with a really cheap computer that you can use to create like a really cheap uh, arcade machine with. I yeah. make one myself or like to use as a media center for playing everything that Netflix can't do for you. And, um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll see you on Twitter. Maybe, uh, otherwise, uh, you know, Chili, how can they get you? Uh, well, I'm not going to say my name like you did, because that would mean my email would be another podcast. Um, but you can contact <laughs> me at ben.shillabearhall at psu.com, uh, chili underscore UK on Twitter, chili on NeoGaf, chili on PSN, chili on pretty much any social media service you can find. I've just reached 800 friends on PSN. Nice. So, yeah, keep adding me and... Maybe we'll reach that 1,000 by the end of the year. I doubt it, but maybe. Uh, <laughs> so, Gary, roll. How, how can they con- How can they stalk you? <laughs> um, you can reach me on Twitter at gaglaush, that's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H, or at my PSU email at gary, that's G-A-R-R-I, at PSU.com. Excelente. Um, well, that about wraps things up, actually. Um, guys, thank you very much for the podcast. That was good fun. Rob, uh, thank, thank you very you. much for having me on. Yeah, that that was awesome, man. And we, <laughs> we do hope to uh, get you again at some point in the um, near future if you're up so, for it. Can, well, we want you on for episode 100. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be there. Yeah, don't don't worry. Yeah. As long as you, as long as there's a date I can attend, I'll be there. Oh no, we'll so, yeah. make sure it. Um, uh, we we'll make get sure, Rob. Of, yeah, we sure. we want to make we want to um like. Uh, revolve it around quite a few guests so we'll make sure that everyone can be on um yeah. it'll probably have a little slightly bigger podcast um than usual but uh we, we we've done we've actually done five people before and it's been okay so yeah okay. um yeah so um guys uh that's been episode 95 we will be back again the same time next week uh i'm not sure who's hosting but has that been three in a row oh no of course it hasn't um you hosted last week didn't you ben no you did no, I didn't host last week. I wasn't on. Oh, yeah, I hosted last unless week. I, yeah. <laughs> unless someone was there trying to pretend to be me or something. I, I hosted as you, Mike, last week. All right, I'm Mike. I like Resident Evil. I like to lift some weights. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about this week in the news. Yeah. Chicken wings. <laughs> Chicken wings, yeah. Oh, God. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we, we will be back uh, around this time next week, guys. So thank you for joining us. Um, cheers to all our regular listeners and all the rest of the PSU crew as well. Um, all that's, actually, to end things differently, I'll let Rob sign us out with some kind of, I don't know what he has up his sleeves since I'm always ending things. But uh, Rob, uh, I'll leave the last words to you. <laughs> Sir, Rebels are approaching our sector. Good. Our first catch of the day. <laughs> See you later, guys. <laughs>